Surfing continues to ride an epic wave toward its highly anticipated Olympic debut in Tokyo 2020. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of ATR Radio. I'm Brian Pinelli. Nearly 200 surfers from 42 countries have competed in the International Surfing Association Urban Research World Surfing Games in Tahara, Japan. The seven-day competition, which concludes this weekend, is yet another big step in the sports pipeline toward the Tokyo 2020 Games. Joining me now is the longtime ISA president, who was just elected to a ninth term, Fernando Aguera. Fernando, hello, welcome, and I, I guess congratulations as well. Thank you, Brian. Yes, I'm very happy to be uh, connecting with you and with the audience. Uh, it's been a, a very intense and uh, exciting uh, last 10 days uh, while visiting Japan. So I'm back in California, but very, very excited about uh, what I've seen and what went down during those uh, 10 days in Japan. So, so Fernando, tell us a little bit about the, the World Surfing Games. I know uh, uh, it's been a, a major event continuing in the sport. What, what, what is the Olympic context, if anything? And uh, would you say that Japan is almost becoming a second home for you guys? Yeah, the, the World Surfing Games is our Open Division uh, World Championship. And uh, it awards medals. And it's uh, traditionally there were four men and two women, but for 2018 we made a major readjustment of gender quotas, and now all ISA World Championships have equal slots for men and women. And I'm happy to report that uh, it was almost 50-50. I think it will be like 47, 53% for this inaugural year of of uh, same quotas for male and female athletes. So we're very very happy about that. I. Uh, the World Games, it's, it's a little bit like, a, like the ultimate uh, surfing event by national teams. The athletes are not entered by themselves, as it happens in most uh, professional or, or amateur competition, but they are entered by their national federation. Which means that the only way you can surf in an ISA World Games is if a national federation um, that actually enters you. So we got 42 national surfing teams, which is a, a great number. Uh, around 200 athletes, and and we went to Tahara, which is a beach around 250 kilometers south of Tokyo. Great waves. Uh, we got the tail end of a typhoon swell, meaning that the contest started with uh, amazing waves, good conditions, <laughs> uh, warm temperature. Um, you know, we have uh, some of the highest dignitaries of Tokyo 2020 in attendance for the opening ceremony, and uh, in observation. Uh, uh, yesterday, yesterday, Mr. Mori was also visiting the site. So it, this is a, it's a lot of excitement for surfing in Japan, and a lot of excitement in Japan for surfing. Sure. So, so in addition to visiting Tahara, I believe you and your uh, ISA colleagues also made an uh, inspection visit to Surigasaki Beach at Chiba Prefecture, which, of course, is the Olympic surfing venue for 2020. How are things going, and uh, what did you determine there? It was uh, it was a really and an, an, the timing was uh, ideal because right before uh, the competition in Tahara, there was a visit uh, by members of the coordination commission uh, from the IOC with Tokyo 2020. So we we held different meetings with different uh, leaders, and it was all good. The the the, uh, the surfing beach festival, which is. Uh, a landmark of, of all ISA event, and it will be an Olympic uh, surfing uh, festival. 
uh, is going ahead. We went and did an ins- uh, a side visit, and not only did we visit uh, the actual uh, uh, grounds, you know, the, the, but the, the field of play, uh, which is an important place, in our case, is already built because it's built by nature. <laughs> so with my wife and with the ISA technical director, um, and Bob Fasulo, the executive director, we went to visit the place, and we were well prepared because we were on our surfers, and so we got to surf some head highways. It was very nice, very powerful waves, <laughs> and nothing better than actually try the cake that by by getting you know your fork and getting a bite. That's what we did, exactly. It was very nice. Very very hands-on. I I like that, Fernando. You uh, obviously put your heart and soul into governing the sport. Any any concerns at all about the waves? I know this has been at least a talk uh, or or lack thereof wave for Tokyo 2020. I know you have a pretty big window to get the competition in, but nevertheless, is this this somewhat of a concern? No, there's no concern. We, We do know that there might be like uh, good days and bad days within the window and that's, that's understandable that's the way all competitions are uh, from the first Monday of the Olympic Games we'll, we'll run an eight day uh, beach festival concurrently with a surfing competition and we hope to finish but if we don't finish uh, we have uh, extra days that we can use and it has, has already been agreed with Tokyo and, and IOC so uh, so those are called contingency days, but that's like every sport, you know, if, if you got selling and you got no win, you, you use contingency days. And if the day of an event outdoor, there's a storm, you know, you also use that. So we're very confident. We know that in the last three years, this is a fact. In the last three years, on that window of the games, uh, in every year we have a, a, a major swell. Uh, as a consequence of the starting of the typhoon season, <laughs> which are stronger winds that produce really good waves. And we also have a 10-year history that shows that within those 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 two weeks of, of window, uh, for sure, we're going to be able to have really good waves and finish the competition in a, in a great way. Sounds good. I know the, the obviously the competition format approved in conjunction with the IOC is 20 male and 20 female surfers tackling waves on, on their short boards. I know recently that the, the qualification criteria was determined. Just to tell us briefly yes. about that, and are you confident that come the Olympic Games in 2020, we will see the best surfers, male and female, in the world? Yes, for, for us, it has always been about delivering you know, like I like to say, you don't get a second chance to do a first impression. <laughs> so our focus in Tokyo right now, execution is, uh, and it has been, we, were, we will deliver the best professional athletes, the best surfers in the world, and we will deliver geographical universality. So there'll be two ways to go, and I think this is an example maybe for other uh, international federations and professional leagues. It is, there's gonna be a qualification to the pro league, and the up to 10 athletes, half, up to half of the athletes will come for the professional tour. But those professional athletes, in order to be eligible to be in Tokyo, will have also to participate in their national surfing teams in the 2019 and 2020 World Games. So this way we assure a pathway for the professionals and also their participation in the national surfing teams. So it's a win-win for the federation and for the pro league. This has already been agreed in writing, approved by the IOC, and it's part of the system. And then the 2019 and 2020 um, World Surfing Games will also qualify 
uh, with slots, uh, uh, one uh, slot booked and confirmed and assured per continental area of the world. And there are five slots with the, uh, additional slots for, for universality. Basically, out of the 20 slots, it's fair to say that there will be between 14 and 15 countries represented, which we think is a great diversity, but at the same time, because we're assuring the best Australian, Brazilian, and, and U.S. surfer, which has the three dominant surfing nations, we're going to hit the best of the best. You're going to have the, the, the leaders, the, the, the leaders of the of the World Championship Tour 2019 participating in 2020. So we're very excited about having achieved this and has been praised uh, at the IOC as, as a way to go. Sure. Well, what about, you know, it's interesting. I know the, the legend Kelly Slater, as you've told me many times, has been an ardent supporter of Olympic surfing. I mean, for a guy like him who's done so much in the sport, any chance he could, uh, you know, decide, hey, you know, the only thing I haven't done in my career is win an Olympic medal and, and take a stab at qualification. Is something like that possible or just uh, something fun to talk about? Yes, of course, you know, I mean, the qualification is open. If Kelly serves next year World Tour and he finishes on the top two spots, he's one of the two Americans on the on the tour, he will, he will have the right to be in Tokyo. And, you know, while Kelly is not the youngest surfer, he's <laughs> 45 right now, he's in an incredible performance and, and, and he has, at any given time, he can beat anybody. So he's a, you know, really a, a superhuman when it comes to surfing abilities. Unfortunately for him, this year he has had, uh, he had a, last year he had a bad foot injury, and he had have a, I believe, a couple of surgeries, and he's been slow in the recovery. So he's not surfing the the, the world tour, um, uh, all the stops, but he's involved, and certainly, you know, he's a contender when you think about. Uh, 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 surfers with a chance to be in Tokyo, but it's really up to him. And of course, at the end of the day, you know, uh, we don't know, but uh, it will be awesome to have such a legend in the games. Speaking of the legend, uh, Fernando, the, the Japanese media recently reported that a surfing legend uh, is spearheading a project to build an artificial wave pool there in downtown Tokyo. Uh, I mean, is there any possibility at all in these two years leading up to the games that there could be a change of venue? Because as you know, an artificial wave pool will ensure uh, sufficient and obviously equal waves for all the riders. Your, your thoughts on that? Yes, uh, the, 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 the grounds that the land they have acquired is not in downtown Tokyo, but it's on the Shiba Prefecture, which is across the bay. It's a nice place, a big piece of land. This is a part of the WSL, the professional league, plans to expand on man-made waves, so they become an important part of the professional tour. Uh, uh, they haven't started, uh, they haven't broken, broken ground, of IOC Tokyo 2020 and the IOC has been that you mentioned and the and there is no so while it's full support of many ways whenever that pool is finished it will be a great addition to, to, to the possibilities for the sport and certainly as we look forward to participation in, in Paris or in LA uh, having more options is always desirable. 
Yeah, sounds good, Fernando. Hey, I, congratulations again on this uh, re-election as ISA president, uh, a position you've held since 1994. Uh, what, 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 what is your future and I, I guess the, the future of surfing? Uh, you know, what, what are you going to bring to the table or, uh, you know, maybe I should say to the beach in, in these coming years? Yeah, the, the, you know, the ISA, uh, it's, a, it's a growing organization with a very dynamic era. They were under 30 federations, some of them are very small and, 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 uh, and fragile. And uh, two weeks ago, we recognized the 104th national federation from um, Angola. So uh, I'm very happy with what we've done. And, you know, although, you know, it's nice. You get a president, you get a lot of responsibility, you get your ability to, to, to share your vision with a lot of people. You know, I'm not alone. Bob Fasulo is an amazing executive director. And I'm in, in the AGM that we just held, we also modified uh, substantially our constitution, which is our charter, and uh, to adapt to the new realities of the world and our status of an Olympic Federation. It's a very much uh, progressive uh, constitution. And we do the executive from five elected members to eight elected members. So uh, we, I got re-elected, also Kaspar Steinfeld, which is the, the leading uh, SUP uh, athlete in the world, four times world champion. Yeah. Uh, he was also yeah. re-elected. And the board also includes Kirsty uh, Coventry, you know, decorated athlete uh, from, from Africa, a member of the EB, and also recently appointed Minister of Sport, uh, Youth and Culture in Zimbabwe. And uh, we also added two spots uh, to the executive, and those were uh, elected the president of the French Surfing Federation, Jean-Luc Garassou, yeah. and the president of the uh, Japanese Surfing Federation, uh, Sakai-san. And, and additionally, because we're really walking the walk about female participation, not only in the field of play, but also in the management of the formation, we, we added uh, a representative of the athletes. So out of the chair commission, the president or chairman of the chair commission is 27-year-old Justine Dupont from France, uh, probably the most famous big wave female surfer in the world. Yeah. She charges the biggest waves. Uh, and so she's the eighth person to serve. And that position was, was appointed by the ISA exactly uh, under creation of the commission, will be appointed by election of, of the chairperson uh, by the athletes during yeah. the World Surfing Games in the future. So here you got uh, eight members of the executive, three are female, uh, 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 four are either uh, former athletes or, or current athletes, uh, in the case of Kirsty, Justine, and Casper. Uh, so we have a, a very eclectic board. And I'm very happy because that really challenges everybody. You know, we're not representing any particular side of the store. We got all the disciplines represented. We got the genders represented. You know, the federation presidents represented, but also the athletes. So it's, it's something that uh, fills me with pride. As far as our, you know, our goals for the next year is basically continue to promote the sport around the world take it to, to new areas. We're very, very happy about the executive board decision to grant the YOG, the Youth Olympic Games, to Senegal. Senegal is a vibrant surfing nation right. in, in Africa, and we hope to have surfing in the, in the YOG. This will be certainly uh, lining up with our plans to, to develop uh, 
African federations who went from three or four, uh, five years ago to 13 already. And uh, so we're very happy about this. And most importantly, uh, uh, participation, of course, uh, an impeccable uh, uh, paradigm shift in execution of the Olympic surfing in Tokyo. And as you know, with our eyes and our actions, uh, looking forward to becoming a permanent feature of the sport. And when I have a, two days after the election, the vote in Rio two years ago, I told uh, President Bach that you know our interest was not just to be a one-time sport, but to be a permanent sport. He looked at me, he smiled, and said, "I wouldn't expect anything else from you." So the whole world is lined up, and I think you know, in closing, Brian is at least on my side, it's, it's very exciting because sometimes, you know, Olympic participation is divisive or not the best athletes are there yeah. or, you know, there are issues. Uh, you know, surfing has been an, an uh, issueless um, uh, sport, uh, Olympic sport. And, uh, and, and we will continue to be like that. We will continue to be uh, adding value. You know, just a reminder the decision of including surfing in the Olympics in, uh, in 2020 uh, through almost 100 million of media and editorial coverage. Yeah. Uh, $100 million in editorial coverage uh, thir- uh, 30 days after the, the vote. This, is, this was very impressive for us. And so we have been adding value since the day we were voting. In, and we'll continue to do so. <laughs> Fernando, great information as always. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, wish you the best, and we'll let you get back out to the surf there in uh, sunny Southern California. Thank you, Brian, and, and my best wishes to all the listeners. Uh, of course, we're proud of what we do. At the same time, we're humbled by the decision to become, uh, by the IOC to, to uh, make us part of the Olympic uh, program. And we will be working Continue to work hard, so it's the best of the best. Thanks all for joining us on this edition of ATR Radio. I'm Brian Pinelli. Make sure to check out AroundTheRings.com for all the latest news and information about the Olympic movement. Enjoy your day, everybody.